Hello, people. This is Kojo on the party. Welcome to Deep Dive Conversations. I'm here with a very good friend of mine. But before he gives his introduction, I would like you guys to kindly follow me on Instagram, i.am.kojo, and also follow me on Apple and Spotify podcast, Kojo on the Pod. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and also on the podcast. Thank you. So, without further ado, can you kindly introduce yourself to us if you? You don't mind, sir? Yeah, hi, Kwejo. Yes, hi, Kwejo. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. So my name is Richard, Richard Akwesi Echampong. And on social media, I'm known as Rich Kicks mm. Official. So how do you, how, what do you want to call you, Rich Kicks or Richard? Or oh, you could call me, yeah, Richard is fine. Richie is fine. Some some of my mates who call me Richie Rich. So any name you want to call me with alongside this name that I mentioned is fine with me. Okay. So where are you currently based? Are you abroad? I am Where? currently, yes, I'm currently based in Boston, Massachusetts in USA. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. I've been wanting to have this conversation with you and I'm glad that you took opportunity for me to to have the conversation with you. Thank you. So, um, the first question is, how long have you been in the sneaker game, man? So, I would say since birth, Ooh. but I have been a sneaker enthusiast. So, before, um, I used to be only interested in sneakers that are for basketball because we growing up i've always loved playing basketball we used to play and one and all those stuff so um, um i'm familiar with and one dura spring supreme dada and um, those kind of sneak sneakers but talking about a sneaker head I would say beginning from 2006 because uh, a sneaker head is a person that collects sneakers so I would say when I started working and I was able to afford to buy sneakers was from 2006. Mm, so 2006 until now, you're still collecting sneakers. Is that correct? Yes, I'm collecting, but um, I'm also a reseller as well. Okay. We'll, we'll expand on that one later on as we go. So as you mentioned um sneakerhead who who coined this term sneakerhead i actually don't know I've, i know that the word has been going around and i know that the word sneakerhead basically means a person that collects sneakers mm. yeah that word has been around for some time now but to be honest i really don't know who brought that up mm. okay because I, I do hear it all the time, like sneaker, sneaker, sneakerhead. And, you know, when you go on IG, you see on people's profiles, sneakerhead, 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 you know. So just... I would say that this world, this word has been um, uh, fishing around since 2019, 2020. It hasn't been out there that long, to my knowledge. Okay, okay. So with that said, like, what are your thoughts on the sneaker culture ever since you become, you became a sneakerhead 2006? Like, uh, how has it been, the culture? Since 2006 or currently? Uh, since 2006 and now. I don't know if the culture in th 2006 was the same as now. 
No, now. So 2006 was more about, um, I should say it was more fun because where we used to show our sneakers was like going to the basketball court, uh, going to school, like you got to wear something fly and stuff. So that culture was more about you looking fly. Mm. But currently it's more about what you have, how much does it cost, the quantity of sneakers. Currently it's more like a competitive, like mm. it's not collaborative like how it used to be. Mm. Mm. So. Did you have any challenges? Like, cause I know when, um, maybe I might be wrong. At, at, some, t- at some point people were like forming queues and lines to buy sneakers <laughs> yes so, so was it was it was it in 2006 or is something that's going on now uh, uh, it's still going on now like specific shop would do store raffles like a shop like concept but back then when i was in college uh i would say um let me try and find a specific here so that i'm not biased with my uh day so i would say like from 2011, 2012, 2013, I used to sleep at Foot Locker or Finish Line. And I recall one of my sneakers that I got uh, was the Jordan Retro 6s and the 7s. And one sneaker that I also slept at Foot Locker for was the Retro 6 Raptors. I still even have those sneakers to now. So back then, it was like, um, it wasn't that difficult to get sneakers as long as you get there within the specific time. time. Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't get there at the specific time, the resale market wasn't that intense like how it is now. Mm-hmm. You can still drive to maybe the next food local like 20 miles away from you from a different city. Or mm. uh, finish line, food action, express, like those are the kind of shops that uh, I used to purchase most of my sneakers from. Mm. Mm. So it wasn't that difficult to get sneakers, and I, and it was like sometimes you make friends with the store managers, the workers at the front desk, and since they notice that you are a regular person, they always come there. You be like, yo, bro. The next sneaker releasing, can you put a side on 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 uh, this side, uh, this side on the side for me, like the sides that you want? They'll be like, yeah, 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 I got you, but they will tell you that they can only hold it for an hour when the store is opening. Oh. But now you see people even going to the stores; they are fighting, they are throwing punches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So yep. now it's very, it's very competitive. Mm. So with the com- competition that you mentioned earlier do you think is yeah. is a healthy competition or is toxic based off your experience as a sneakerhead to me right now i will classify that as toxic because a lot of people are doing unethical stuff to be able to secure a sneaker other people are using automated softwares to auto check out called bots to get it and i even heard the government is even looking into stuff like that because doing and stuff people were using this to purchase the playstation 5s and it was going out of stock you gotta join the queue so there is more 
ethical regulations that is going around on how to purchase stuff per person. Right now, I'll be honest with you, is unhealthy because even if you know where to purchase the sneaker, some shops are doing raffles and you don't know how they are picking up the their winners on the raffles. Mm-hmm. Some also shops are covering it up that they are doing raffles, whereas they actually know that the resale folks have a strong relationships with them backdoor, whereby they are there a little bit over the retail price to secure these sneakers. Mm. So right now the sneaker culture is more about your connections. Mm. And mm. one other thing that you can also do to be getting exclusive sneakers too is like when you are into this kind of fashion real, you dressing up with outfit, tagging these top notches on IG now, the designers, Nike and stuff and this mm. you are trending. They can also bring you into the family and friends list, whereas you are always secure a pair and it has to be your size. Mm. So there's a lot of ways to go about it, but it's very difficult now to get a, a sneaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's like there's a balance to it. There's a part where, as you mentioned, like as you, you post these sneakers and companies like Nike and Adidas or whatever sneaker you post in would um push your post and then that's like a healthy thing because like you're also trying to get yourself into that family friends kind of association with the the brand or yeah so i think it's in a way i mean of course i see the toxic part of it in the sense where oh i have this you don't have this or maybe your friend has a sneaker it's like oh i want to buy this sneaker so bad but you gotta pay more than how much it costs and that's where the yes. unhealthy competition comes in it's like okay you have to pay more than it, it costs and so i yeah yeah I and, to it. and sometimes too and sometimes to these top resellers uh resellers sorry they have a strong connection with the distribution centers mm. i know you know that there was a lot of uh uh news going on about the UPS and the FedEx tracks yeah, they've been yeah. stealing sneakers yeah. and stuff yeah. so yeah so and you you and I know that is uh unethically bad it's not mm-hmm. a good thing to mm-hmm. do but mm-hmm. they want the sneakers so since Nike is not matching the demand for the consumers despite production wise they are saying they are producing enough but over 20 to 40% is already going to backdoor resellers before it comes to ask the consumers yeah. directly. Yeah. So that's one of the issues too that it happened. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, you said you started when you were um, from Beth, you started like liking sneakers and gradually the NBA and all that kind of stuff, which is understandable. And uh, I wanted to ask, do you think sneakers... It's a liability or an asset. Like if someone is like literally sweating his ass, like sorry, sweating his 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 um blood and everything. Not literally, but like as in doing all he has to do to buy sneakers. Is it like something that so, you'd consider as a liability or an asset? So currently in twenty twenty two, all sneakers that the resale values are twice or more 
I will consider that as an asset because you could sell it or in case you need money for something, you could go to the pawn shop and you are actually going to get more than what you pay for. That is in retail. So I will call exclusive sneakers that the resale value is over the retail as an asset because you are not losing money, you are gaining. The liability is mostly some of these new release sneakers that they actually don't take their time to design it for Mm. consumers. They are just trying to push it out because of their brand and they'll know that it's going to sell out. Mm. If you have noticed for the past, actually the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. most of the Jordan drops, the resale hasn't been going up. Some of the sneakers even drops and it even falls under retail. I have noticed that too. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I would say that as a liability because I want to buy the Jordan Heritage for 170. Now it's selling on the resale market for 120, 140. So that would be a liability. That would be a loss. But because of inflation slightly hitting us, the war in uh, Ukraine between Russia, there is a lot of dynamics which is controlling the market. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, it, the sneaker can be an asset now and a liability later. It can also be a liability now and, an and it can also turn into an asset. So, so it's like the resale market is based on how the economy is doing. That's because true. if there's more money in the system, there's more money to buy sneakers, right? Yeah. And people will not stress it paying more for uh, the price of a sneaker if you tell them that, oh, I got it for 170 but the resale is like 400 on StockX. Mm-hmm. If you're going to give me $300, I'm going to make a deal with you or you can make specific trades for it. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think you had said something, I, I caught something earlier. You talked about like being a liability where nowadays you see anybody buying sneakers just for the sake of oh it's a new sneakers up like coming up so and i hate there's a term called hype beasts can you t- tell them what what uh, for me layman's explanation what is a hype beast and what are your thoughts on hype beast so i would say a hype beast is like a new movement of um a specific culture that they like new stuff and it doesn't have to be um, like an OG stuff. Like it's like a new movement that the new influencers within the fashion industry are going with. Mm. Mm. So like anything hype, like let's say uh, Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, this guy everywhere. came out from, yes, no like, just all of yes. a sudden yeah exactly so like this guy came out from nowhere just having a unique color where his trademark cactus and he is selling and you know a high beast doesn't have to be only sneakers specific mm. it could be fashion it could be clothing yeah it could be shoes as well yeah 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 do you think do you think that travis scott that we just mentioned do you think that is a form of an asset or a liability because Travis Court 
knowing Travis Scott as in in the entertainment world, anything Travis Scott is Travis Scott. If you get what I'm trying to say, so um, everything Travis Scott is, I'll consider a overrated and a high beast. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, despite is an asset. Mm-hmm. His asset is being linked to his image in the musical industry. Yeah. Um, his recent show that he did, I think we are both aware of what happened. Yeah. People were dying. Yeah, people it were caused dying. a tarnish on his image. Mm. And you saw that his prices of his sneakers Went dropped. Yep. Nike also put a hold, kept on postponing the release date of his sneakers to his lawsuit and the lawyers came up with a settlement and stuff like that yeah so like that this kind of asset i will should i say it's gonna be like a tangible asset because there is a coloration between the brand and his musical appearance mm. i mean we can say that because yeah, i'm so, pretty sure we have we know people in the industry that have collaborated with certain brands like likes of LeBron James, likes of, you know, people who have, I mean, I don't say clean slate, but I'd, I've never seen a LeBron James sneaker ever, like, appreciate. I don't know. Like, I don't know why it doesn't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've never seen a LeBron James, like, sneakers so, ever appreciate. So, so, so one thing I love about Virgil is Virgil always takes time to design sneakers directly to the consumers. Mm-hmm. LeBron James's sneaker is like he's a top dude in sports. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking that anything, any product that has his identification on it is going to sell, just like Tom Brady. Yeah. He started this new company, TV what three, TV 12, like the Gym Twelve, yeah, the Gym Fitness. So, um, LeBron James, his first sneakers, I believe, I have one of his sneakers from 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. That sneaker was well done. Okay. The material was good. And I still have that sneaker till now, and it still looks brand new. I still balling it. I think mine was LeBron five or six. Uh, mm. or seven. I have to find out. But I have it as red and black. Okay. So right now, like the manufacturers are manufacturing the shoes, but the quality of the shoe is going down, and yet they are charging a higher price mm-hmm. than what we used to pay back then mm-hmm. so there's a lot of indicators that is affecting the prices of uh, lebron james sneaker not really appreciated because yeah. i believe if he, uh, he if like he takes another ring his sneakers is gonna sell out right right so that's yeah i, I agree with that i agree with that um before we continue this episode, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, i.am.kojo, and also follow me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, Kojo on the Pod, and also follow my guest, Rich Kicks Official, on Instagram. So, 
do you do you have you ever ever bought f- fake sneakers before do you own fake sneakers not now but i'm saying before you started the the sneaker game did you ever purchase a sneaker yes 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 i did it was from one of my close friends that i i did trust and i was thinking he wasn't gonna sell me fakes but yes i did and i later found out it was fakes and i tried to um uh, have a conversation with him and he was also moving around saying he got it from this person and that person so mm. that made me realize that you cannot trust people like mm. that yes so how did you know it was fake what did you use to find it was fake uh around that time there was nothing as a black light that's why there was that black light it wasn't as um highlighted like right you gotta check this and this and that yeah. uh one of our close friends has the same sneaker that influenced me to get it okay so we went to a party and that's when i noticed that his and mine the color is a little bit off oh wow one of it was one uh one of the identification was the colors i'm trying to find out which sneaker it was it wasn't jordan one it was was it the Jordan Six Rings? I'm gonna try and find the name. Yes, it was the Jordan Six Rings. I forgot in which colorway it was. Okay. So I'm thinking there was fake sneakers mm-hmm. out there for a long time, but it wasn't as recognizable as now. As now, yeah. Um. So let me tell you a story. So, um, when I came here, I think my first sneaker I got, I think it was a Yeezys, the was it a green i think it was it no the the black and white one right like the zebra the zebra, the zebra yes yeah. yes so I, w- I bought it off ebay it was like if i can remember like at least 30 dollars 30 40 dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's a red flag <laughs> yeah so so i took it to church right and then um and honestly speaking i wasn't really like a big sneaker person I'm still learning gradually, but I still have a couple, you know, I still hold a couple ones here, but like, I wasn't really big on sneakers until like not too long ago. So I went to, I went to church with this, the Yeezys, the zebra one. And a friend was like, wait, are these Yeezys? I was like, yeah. And he's like, how much did I get it for? I was like 30, $35. And he didn't say anything to me. He just, you know, so I was like, wait, hold on. So later on, I went to do my research. I was like, oh, then I realized that, oh, this is fake. This is actually fake because there was nothing. I mean, it was like a replica of the zebras, but the colorway and everything was just off. It was, it just was off. off yeah. The lacing was off. Like, I was like, okay, then. Now that there's black light, now that there's authentication here and there, so we can actually tell that. And, and one thing too that we should always put in our mind is the fake sneakers are getting very close to real. It's very difficult. Yep, it's to getting dangerous now. Sneaker. Very, very dangerous yeah. now. So, yeah. so um, let the reliability uh, uh, comes from where you buying the sneakers. Mm. Make sure you get it from Nike sneaker app if. 
you're lucky you're getting the sneaker draw you hit. God bless you. <laughs> um, resellers that actually don't charge too much mm-hmm. than StockX because that is my um, plan, my business plan mm-hmm. for Rich Kicks. I'm a reseller as well, but I try to always uh, make sure my prices are 20 to 40% less. Right. The accent price is on stock x right. because i know we are trying to sell and make profit but mm-hmm. mine is not really about maximizing profit mine is really about growing their community mine is really about uh networking mm-hmm. like so that is what i am really about when it comes to my brand rich clicks and mm. I don't only resell sneakers, I resell clothing. I'm a little bit into high beats as well because most of these high beats brands, as soon as it uh, releases, it gets sells out in two or three minutes. So yeah. I also trying to get my hands in there, trying to make a little bit resell and also make a little bit profit. As right. long as I'm getting 10 to $50 for more than what I bought it from. I'm also whatever. I'm not that kind of reseller that goes OD. Like, I gotta have at least twice profit of what I bought it for. Right. No. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too much. So, so with fakes, right? Um, who, who manufactures who fakes? Quejo, it's gonna be very difficult to answer that question. And, hmm. I cannot mention any countries because I don't want to uh, be a target of anything. And uh, I, I honestly don't know where okay. these fakes come from. But I know that there is websites that you could get them from. A lot of them to have been um, creating Instagram pages. I mean, I've been getting a lot of DMs on my rich kids that, oh, check out this. Mm-hmm. I could help you get this sneaker. Check out this. And until you realize, like, the phone number, they're giving you a list to a different place that is raising red flags. So the fix is everywhere. I cannot really tell where it's being manufactured. Okay. 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 So let's get outside sneakers and collectibles like as as outside that outside the realm of sneakers and collectibles and clothing and fashion what else interests you as a person richard <laughs> one thing that interests me as a person i really love cars and um god willingly and um just graduated with my mba i'm on the market looking for congrats um congrats. thank you a managerial job as in CEO, CSO, assistant director. So uh, I'm in the process of collecting cars and I'm actually interested in the Porsche, the um, 991. I forgot what the model is, but I I love Porsche and I love the OGs, the shift transmission. Mm-hmm. And uh, I care a lot about my health. Um, I'm always in the gym. I actually set up a home gym, my parking garage. I always try as much as possible to eat healthy, and I love cycling. Okay. And um, God has blessed me. I live in a great location, 
in the south shore side of Boston. So I love to go for a run. Beautiful. I've mostly been doing two miles, but recently I've been just doing one mile to warm up. And um, I love reading books as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love I, I love reading books. That's good. So That's good. those are my uh, personal interests, uh, apart from passion and listening to. I mean, outside sneakers, I mean, I do collect a few. I mean, I know you know, I do collect a few sneakers here and there, but I, mean, I haven't gotten to your reach yet. Because you said it. You said <laughs> Don't it, you say. You said it 06. You said it 06. So I'm pretty sure you have a whole, a whole, uh, a yeah, whole but, factory. But you could, you could, no, unnecessarily don't have a whole factory. And, let me tell you this collecting sneakers is more quality over quantity mm, you facts, don't have to facts. think about the quantity aspect like if you have 100 sneakers and i have 20 one of my sneakers might purchase 10 of yours whoa and that is when it's an asset to me the, like your sneakers and that's why i haven't gotten yet i haven't gotten to that sneaker one sneaker buying 10 of my sneakers i haven't gotten there yet uh, so i'm thinking you i'm thinking you will get it because <laughs> think about it uh-huh. you're always going for these new releases 120 150 120 150. Uh-huh. let me take a sneaker as jordan for breads yeah. it's a sneaker that you have to have before you start collecting sneakers is that a jordan four breads uh jordan 11 breads or jordan one chicago you cannot tell me that you cannot afford those sneakers. Jordan Four Breads is like four to five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you going for these new releases? Can't you put a hold on that and save up that money and buy the Jordan Four Breads? Or you are thinking you using the five hundred dollars to buy that sneaker is like intimidating? Mm. I mean. I can't afford it. I'm I'm not saying exactly. I cannot. I can, you know. But as of right now, it's on hold. As of right now, exactly. it's, on, it's on hold. Yeah. yeah. So I agree. I agree that I mean everything you said is is it sounds good. It sounds really good. Um, it's just I I mean with the quality over quantity, truly and I truly agree with you hundred percent. I truly agree with you hundred percent on that one. So for me, what what else interests me as a person? I think um, uh, fitness. Fitness is one thing. Also, uh, my health is so important. I like to cook. I like to podcast. Aside from you know purchasing sneakers and um, fashion stuff, which I don't do on, on a daily basis. Um, I like to read too. I like to read. I like to have conversations like this. I like to have intimate, deep conversations. That's just my that's one thing that really interests me as a person so yeah i mean we are both in the same boat just that you you are, <laughs> you are a little bit ahead of me i guess <laughs> but we'll, you we'll, we'll catch up, we'll catch up. yeah yeah catch up. You, you shouldn't see life about uh you you see life in a competitive way you always mm. want to see like a collaboration yeah. whatever skills that you lack you learn from your ump your opponent that has mastered the skill yeah. in their craft yeah to advise you yeah i agree i agree 
So on the next one, skills versus experience. Which one would you oh, like man. to have mastery in and why? Uh, I would say both. But you got to pick one. You got to pick one, please. Uh, <laughs> please. I know I know. I, I'll pick both myself, but you got to pick one. Skills versus... I would say experience. skills. Why? I would say skills because the sum of skills grows you to have the experience within that specific category. True. True. You can have an experience in something, but you don't have a good skill set. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's really true. I would also go with skills as well, because with skills, you get to develop a lot of things and learn a lot as you grow exactly. along. So exactly. it, it builds up your experience. With... It builds up your experience. Yes, yeah, exactly. It builds up your experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can have an experience in changing a car tie. Yep. But maybe you don't have this. They scale. have a new machine mm-hmm. that will help you change the car tire within two minutes. Yep. But you have the experience in doing it the old fashioned way. Right, right. So our skills is mostly like to upgrade the experience, experience that you have. Yep. Yes. That's true. That's true. Uh I don't know I don't know how many friends you have in your life. If you have if you are the type of person who's like, Hey, I'm just with myself, me and me, myself and I but how important is a circle of friends like your circle of friends in your life? If you do have any, you can shout them out if you want to, but if you if you don't want to, that's okay. But how important is your circle of friends in your life? Uh, I would say my friends asking my growth within my career field within my spiritual field within my physical field it has actually gone down because um setting goals that i want to achieve when it doesn't sync to other people's goals it causes you to divert a little bit slightly from them certain behaviors of my friends they think it's okay but to me it's not so you know i keep my distance and i actually don't use the word a friend i actually use the word acquaintance because uh for you to be my friend is somebody that i can have a conversation with you, deep dive conversation without limiting any personal information or without limiting any, uh, without filtering any information out. I'm able to tell you exactly how I have a conversation with my, with my mom or my siblings or, or, or my mentor. Mm-hmm. But if, you have people around you that you speak to them that you are not genuinely open to them within your personal life as an acquaintance. Mm. So I have few friends and most of my friends that I have now, we are all pushing P. Pushing P. We are all trying to... What's pushing P? Uh, pushing positivity? Pushing, yeah, positive 
energy okay. like anything positive okay that's a new uh, phrase going new on term, pushing p term, yeah <laughs> pushing p and uh we always try to do stuff ethically correct mm. as mm. in um trying to do stuff in the means of your affair but not biases with your decisions mm. and and I'll, my friends, when I do something that I mess up, they're able to call me, you're rich. What you did is not good. Mm. Those are what I call friends. Okay. Because they can, they can talk to me like you're rich. They are not scared to talk to me. Yeah. Those are friends. So I would say my friends has gradually uh, decreased, but my acquaintance has gradually increased. increased. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's good because I mean I I for one I'm a, I'm a big um I'm a people person and nice. I've been around a couple of people I've connected with a lot of people but the mm-hmm. term friend as you mentioned I think I I I hold it too highly because I'm I'm bringing you into my life right so if I'm bringing you to my life you definitely have to serve a purpose so and i'm also saying a purpose in your life as well as a friend as a person so if i see that we do sync we have certain things in common we believe in certain things like it's easier for me to, to call you a friend because it's like this is what we i i believe you so believe it you know but with um acquaintances i mean of course hi hello I can always be civil with people that even I don't like. I can be civil with people that don't match my energy, whatever, because again, they are human beings, right? So, I mean, I can just like say, I have a lot of acquaintances, but very few friends. And most of my friends in my circle keep me accountable. As you said, like, exactly. you messed up. Oh, oh, Richard, you messed up. Like, this is how you feel. And I think that's very, very important when it comes to you know my circle of friends like they got to keep you accountable got to keep you growing and as you said pushing p and everything that's literally the vibe that you need around you because charlie yeah if your circle is messed up charlie <laughs> your your life is also messed up so i think someone yeah. said you are you are the um i think three or three or four friends are are the product of your um life or something like the the friends around you will be the ones that would detect how your life goes because best of the same feather, best of the same feather, yeah, flock together. So yeah, you gotta be very careful of the circle of friends that are around you. So I agree with you. I barely call people friends. Is it a, is it that you are an acquaintance or you are family? Friend is exactly very very very, deep, very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So with life, with life, right? Like, what do, do you do? You, I mean, do you deal with uh, hardships? Have you ever encountered hardships or adversities? Yeah, every everybody encounter hardships. I mean, some of the rich people don't do this. I mean, rich kicks, you know, rich. So rich doesn't <laughs> rich doesn't encounter hardships. So okay, like, no, okay. no, I am human and I have all the five senses. I see. Okay. So yeah, I do, I do, I do encounter certain kind of hardship. It was like when I was done. Uh, uh, what will be the uh, one hardship that I would say I encountered that I learned a lot of stuff from? 
it could be like school projects it could be like issues at work somebody did a mistake that is going to cost the company millions because mm-hmm. my background i'm a biomedical engineer i have over 12 years experience in the pharmaceutical field okay. and most of our stuff that we do is mostly research protein purification um growing cells in the bioreactor to develop the antibodies and all blah 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 mm-hmm. so certain stuff certain times uh, we could get a an infection as in bacteria growth because one of the technicians failed to spray or sanitize maybe uh, a pipette before taking a sample to count it on the hemocytometer or the cell count or stuff. So when these things happen, right, Mm -hmm. the number one rule is I keep calm and I reset. Mm. Resetting in re-strategize as in don't point fingers okay. when you're going through hardship it's like the issue is already there so deal with it so how do you deal with it so how do you deal with you like you that? deal with it with like accepting that yes the mistake is done and just move on what can we do to make it better okay and if you don't know how to make it better that's when you go to your mentors. That's where you go to your managers. That's where you go to your family or somebody that has been through it, that has an experience, so that you can also speak to them and uh, uh, develop some knowledge on their process, on how they uh, um, was able to solve or go through these steps of hardship. Mm. And and and. I used to have anger issues. Okay. Or I, I would say I still have anger issues, but I would rate myself now as a 30%. It was okay. way there as a hundred. Okay. Um a kind of person I, I'm I live my life like a free will. I like to speak up when somebody do something against me and just get a word out mm-hmm. and relax. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to therapy okay. to try and calm myself down because it's like, all right, let me use this as an example. Kojo, if you're in the house, you go and eat back at school. Some of my roommates, they eat and they leave the plate in the sink. Mm. Bro, the plate was clean when you picked it up. Right. That was how you were able to get a clean plate to eat. So if you done eating, clean it up. Simple. To them, it's not a norm for them. Yeah. But to me, it's a norm for me. Because if you don't do that, it irritates me. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the examples that I had to go through. And during my uh, therapy was when I learned to calm down, take a deep breath, go out for walks. Read a Bible to help. Okay. Reading a Bible, just just like open any page and start reading. Yeah. It helps. Bible really comes you down when you're going through difficulties. Yeah. So, yes, that's how I go through my difficulties. I always want to calm down, take a deep breath, read, 
evaluate what the issue is how can i do or what kind of approach can i make it better this time whereas i'm not doing the same mistakes that got me through this hardship mm -hmm. and always you gotta have mentors i have a mentor my mentor, I'm not going to mention the name, but he is the, uh, he, if I say it, people might Google him and find <laughs> out, but. You can keep him, uh, you can keep him, you can keep him anonymous. You don't have anonymous. to. Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he is, he, he's a, he's a top notch in the Gillette industry. I know you know Gillette, yeah, the shame mistake. mistake. Yeah, yeah he's one of the. They are top-notch uh, he manages uh, all the design engineers there he is my career coach and he has been uh, coaching me ever since I used to work in ta in Keurig okay. uh, do you know the coffee machine yeah, called Keurig? Keurig yeah the coffee machine yeah. yeah I used to be a yes I used to be a design engineer and some of the uh, job of the Keurig coffee machine was designed by me. So okay. I met the cook back in December 2013 uh, when I started working at Keurig and uh, he is family now and he has mentored me ever since. He was my manager that I used to report to. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, how do I deal with... I think everyone deals with it. Like, life happens and when life happens, that's... I mean just because you're on the ground doesn't mean that you're not going to rise up right and i think that when yeah. we fall down it's not our face that is on the is facing the ground it's our back that's facing the ground so um our eyes you know is, is up our you know we're literally i mean i don't know if you get what I'm, I'm saying as you said like read the bible i do get you yeah like you know so uh mostly i do you know look up to god pray about it you know seek for counsel from as you said yes counseling yep people and like family and people who have also gone through that process who can help you at least speed up that process or help you ease through that process you know so it's that's how i deal with it i mean of course hard times happen like COVID happened you know people are going through hardships like difficult time money you know losing loved ones and other things you know it's it's difficult it's really difficult but as you said coming down looking for people who would be willing to assist you through the process and also you being able to um find ways and means to also go through the process itself and also be able to show empathy and sympathy for someone else is another way to also you know you know find yeah and help. kojo it is all about being able to control mm. the situation yeah whereas you're not letting the situation control take control yeah. over you yeah and you expressing it with your emotions yeah 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 i agree with that but it it goes down to i agree with that i agree with that i was i think recently i've been talking about control control on my, on my i don't know this is interesting how you mentioned control on here um that's just interesting but so when you hear man up charlie man up man up man up what comes to mind because i mean i'm sure you've heard it before <laughs> like yo man up like when a man like for example i'm not saying you've 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 had this before but let's see i've not had it with myself like a heartbreak or it like something something emotional or something you know oh 
and there's there's this stigma in in society that men shouldn't cry or when a man is emotional. No, no, men, no, men, men should cry. Yeah, but I'm saying like, yeah. the, I mean, now that is you know it's becoming like I won't say a trend. It's like now before, like we knew that oh, women's men, you know, men shouldn't yeah. cry, you know, tough up, man, man up, you know, just stop, you know. <sighs> Yeah, so when you hear like man up, what comes to mind? Man up is basically like you know try to be tough, right? Brave, right? Uh, make make bold decisions, mm-hmm. like those kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, uh, uh, not everybody can man up based True. on the way that their parents brought them up. Yep. If you were a kid that. Your parents always did everything for you. Your mom and dad always did everything for you. The intake of your mentality is, my mom and dad is there for me, so why should I man up? Yep, yep. So it, it is difficult. Like I know certain people take offense to this, but uh, to me, I've always man up. Uh, my home, my mom... Um, uh and my daddy split mm-hmm. at a younger age okay so i didn't come i didn't grow up with that mom and dad love okay. you know because okay. sometimes i'm with my dad sometimes i'm with my mom but i was with my mom more because my mom actually raised us up okay and uh i'm happy that it happened that way because based on that i can leave and take care of myself yeah. Um going to say something personal. Two thousand and seven, February twenty third, twenty fourth was when I actually left the UK to come to the USA. I came out, I was only with my auntie and I was living in her basement. Mm. I was going to school full time and working full time to pay my bills. Mm. Whereas I had friends that was living in your parents' house, they weren't paying rent, they weren't paying nothing. They had a car, their car was insured under their parents' name. So basically, they didn't have to go to work or find money for themselves because their parents got them. Mm-hmm. So the word man up, I think sometimes is, is an indirect in, insult. Mm. to most of the people that had their silver spoon yep. because they never did nothing for themselves. Mm. Mm. But those who struggle to make it in life, um, they are okay with that word. Yeah. So that word, it, depending on who you throw in it to, is a little bit of an insult. To me, it's not. You know, I'm, I'm actually, um, I love that word. And I think in this world, as a man, you should be a man. Um, if you have to make some bold decision, make it, pray about it, seek for some advices. And it's life. It is all part of life. You're never going to get anything easy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of obstacles mm-hmm. uh, in this world. And now that we have technology, uh Yep. It's gonna be more challenging. Yep. So yeah. Yep. I mean, when I hear man up, it's like okay, 
it's like as you said toughen up right be tough be the man are you a man like you know that kind of thing and i think this brings up the conversation about masculinity and toxic masculinity and all that kind of stuff but we we, we will not get there but um it's just it's just like the fact that if someone says man up it's like okay get better you can do better you know i can see potential you can do better like okay go up like man up like you know so that's that's what i see that's what i think but of course there's always the negative connotation behind it as you said like those who were born with silver spoons like when you say that to them it's like oh i mean why should i man up because i have everything i don't need to man up i don't need to go through adversity or hardship because everything was just given to me you know but those who are, who went through the trenches and you know went through the downhills and everything downfalls and all that yeah when you say man up they they get it like all right i hear you i'll man up you know what i mean so yes. it, it depends on who who's listening or who you are telling it to so i agree with you so um so this is the, this is the last one this is the last one for the conversation of the pod what what's what's mental health mental health mental health i know it's become a trend it's become a trend and i i don't think it was anything um important or was very important or relevant in the black and african community or african-american community i don't even think even back in ghana mental health was a thing like but now it's everywhere it's on social media I don't know if it's being educated in schools. I don't know about that. But um, where we are right now, which is America, like, what do you think or what are your thoughts on mental health being spread in communities like our black communities and African-American communities? Because uh, your mental health is very, very important. Mm. It's very, very important. Despite in America black people or minorities are suppressed with the quality of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mental health is very, very important because sometimes it could just be a misinformation. Mm. Sometimes it could be you not expressing your feelings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be you expressing your feelings your spouse, your opponent, your family not listening to you. Mm. You know, when COVID happened, we were mostly home. Yeah. And we developed a different habit of us knowing who we are truly are, mm-hmm. like our personal reflection, mm-hmm. who are we, mm-hmm. uh, uh, how we work, our living habits. Mm-hmm. So during the COVID, since we were mostly home more of the time, it shed light on some of our mental issues, which now we call it mental health. Yep. Because a lot of people could be struggling, crying. They are scared to speak up. Some people could be being bullied, cyberbullying mm-hmm. now on the internet. internet. And all these are wrong. So um, to me, mental health despite we being suppressed by the quality of healthcare as minorities and black people in america mental health should always go on we should speak about mental health we should educate people about men men mental health 
we show uh, uh, just like what you were saying that one of the previous questions that how do I go about with my uh, uh, hardships or mm -hmm. my adversities and stuff like that. Do you think if mental health was very big out there and people know that if you get in an issue, calm down, try to control the situation, do you think there's going to be a lot of death? Do you think there's going to be a lot of people in jail? No. Do you think there's going to be people like stealing from each other, breaking into shop? No. Like, no. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's mm -hmm. mostly miscommunication. And I'm thinking it's about time. And uh, one of your previous statements that you said that it wasn't a thing, but now it's out there. Because it has always been there, but we failed to talk about it. We fail to ignore it. Like, we ignore it. Yep. But now that it has shed light and is actually forcing people to act a certain way, expressing themselves emotionally, mm -hmm. that some people see them as crazy or mad, but they don't really truly know what they are going, going through. through. Yeah. Therapy is a very good thing, Kojo. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that within our black community and how we've been raised up, they're like, oh, therapy and those stuff is a kind of white people thing. It doesn't work on us black and stuff like that. It actually works. Yep, it does. It works on all races. It actually works because all races, because sometimes it could be just a little miscommunication. Mm hmm yeah. That is what the issue is. Yeah. You just go see a therapist. You tell them what the issue is. They ask you certain questions to sing, to synthesize and find out what actually triggered you to act that way. Yep. That is what it is. Yep. Yep. So um, I am a huge advocate for mental health. Kojo. Hmm. I mean, and I believe in that. Yeah. I, I mean, day to day we go through so much and the mental aspects of our of our lives is really not always considered because it's like okay hey you went to work you came back but like the load that is going through our minds right now like day to day as you said like a miscommunication or someone just stepped on your toe you know you don't know what a person's going to do they might be going through some bad situation back home and it brought it at work and it's affecting their, their productivity it's affecting how they're communicating to you and other things so i truly believe that mental health is very very important not only in the black and african-american community but everywhere and i'm saying i'm saying i'm just i'm choosing the black and african-american because we barely hear it as you said we barely talk, talk about it and with therapy i think it's very crucial for everyone to take therapy i mean even this conversation is therapy like you know just sitting down having a conversation with someone and them listening to you and them responding and giving you feedback that's therapy you know but i mean there's yes. there's there are different levels of therapy like if you're going through like a bad situation and you have no no um resource or no form of help i think therapy will be willing to you know um help you through that so i i'm also a big proponent of um 
have mental health, you know. But on the flip side, people think that mental health is an excuse of like, okay, you know, I'm pretty sure you you've seen on the on the news or somewhere on social media that people are not doing certain things because they are going through mental health breaks and other things, right? Like for example, Osaka, um, some some other athletes, you know, they're saying that. Yes, oh, yeah. because it it's like they are being burned out. Right. And Kojo, if you are doing something repeatedly and you're not doing it the right way, you definitely excuse me to say you definitely gonna be burned yeah, out. I agree. We are human, we are not machines, yeah. we are not robots. Yeah. Even robots do get tired, they get they, they, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and they, they will do. need service as well, changing oil yeah. like these. Yeah. algorithms on the coding and the much yes yeah. true yeah, yeah so yeah i i do therapy personally that's good and i am willing to make that more often like once every six months or once a a year depending on my our availability that's good but it's very good yeah that's it's good. very good. That's good. That's good. So, um, I think we've ended the conversation. But before we end the conversation, I have three rapid fire questions for you. Are you three <laughs> rapid fire questions? For wow! You. So, wow. He didn't tell me about. I know, time. but so it's... I'm gonna try my best to control the situation. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so the first one is favorite sneaker you've ever collected your favorite my favorite sneaker i've ever collected was the jordan 11 bread um actually also in the market of buying another backup pair as we speak okay okay and um mercedes benz and bmw your favorite car uh uh, um, I love luxury than performance, so I'm gonna go with Mercedes Benz. Okay. So last one is your favorite TV show slash movie ever produced. Whew. My favorite movie. You looking for Mike Lowry? I'm Mike Lowry. Bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Larry Will Smith and my Lawrence. Okay. Bro, okay. I know every clip of that movie. Wow. Yes. Wow. And uh, my favorite TV show. I will say Larry King Life. Do you know Larry King Life? No, I haven't seen it. Uh Larry King Life. Uh he actually just died. It was a show that um this old guy bring top-notch people and ask them questions uh -huh. so if you google it, it will come up it's called larry king life and um the man's name is larry and it's just like that show kind of who's your daddy mm -hmm. throwing tough questions and stuff mm -hmm. that is what it was and this one was a late night show oh okay so i record that Everybody was sleeping, and I was just sneaking in the living room, and I put that on. Oh, so, so you're my bad, favorite TV you're show. The bad boy, then. But not watching those kind of uh, bad movies, you know. Got you, got you, got you. 
Okay. Thank you so much, Richard. Thank you so much, Rich Kicks. Again, guys, follow him on Instagram, Rich Kicks Official. As he said, he's he's a reseller. He sells sneakers. Reach out to him. Don't don't hesitate. Hit him up. He respond. And I know him not personally, but he's sold me a couple of sneakers, and um, it, it it came quality. It came well. He does a good job. <laughs> he does a good job. Yeah, so, yeah. I try my yeah, best. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna give a discount because you guys are listening to it. But if he gives a discount, that's good. <laughs> but I don't think so because the way that economy is going mm, i don't agree i don't think you should give discount but <laughs> if you give discount then that's cool but yeah oh, oh Kwejo, i'm thinking i might bring you on as my marketing officer then. i hear you i'm, I'm you down you basically doing all i'm down i'm down just let me know whenever you need me oh, you know yeah. whenever you need me just reach out to me i got you i got you so yeah guys this is the end of deep dive conversations with my brother richard so i'll see you guys in the next one have a wonderful day and be blessed take care bye-bye thank you bye bye